In 2001, Walt Disney Entertainment was staring at a rare miss. California Adventure opened to minimal fanfare. The very same year, Pixar released an unlikely hit at the box office, a movie making the monsters in the closet a lovable gang of misfits. When California Adventure scrapped their only dark ride for being too bizarre, this new cast of characters was there to step in and save the day. This week on Slice of Disney, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney-goer, and I'm so romantic, sometimes I think I should just marry myself. What is that from? from oh, that's Monsters, oh, Inc. Mike says that. I was really hoping you were going to say, schmoopsy poo or googly bear oh googly bear would have been good <laughs> i was uh i was struggling on this one but then i was like i am very romantic so are you not at all oh <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about monsters inc mike and sully to the rescue let's do it okay where to begin there's so much <laughs> so usually you know we we told you guys like a little sneak peek behind the curtain i'll have like 9 to 17 sometimes 20 to 30 pages of research depending on what we're discussing today we have da, 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 three pages <laughs> that's okay though i mean i think that this this property tends to kind of get overlooked but it's pretty fun i mean i i hadn't seen it honestly until uh today when i watched it before this i've been on the ride but i hadn't actually watched the movie until wait today. Whoa, 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 whoa. okay real quick when i told will i was like hey there's really not a lot to talk about mm -hmm. there's really mm -hmm. not a lot of history with this um what do you want to do and he's like well what if we watch the movie we can talk about that some and i'm like oh my god great idea right so i when you told me that i did not realize you meant you hadn't seen it at all. To be fair, I didn't really know I hadn't seen it either until I got to the uh, the Yeti scenes. Um, and then I was like, this seems completely new to me. So I guess I haven't seen this. What? Because, um, I mean, like I said, I've been on the ride. I've yes. played Kingdom Hearts. And there's a level of Monsters, Inc. in Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm from, And I'm familiar with the characters. You see them and you know who they are. Um, so it's one of those things that you kind of pick up on. Uh, just by being a person around properties, uh, <laughs> but actually watching it, I was like, "Huh, no, yeah, I definitely haven't seen this one." Oh so. my god, it's so good! It was fun. I had a good time. And how fitting is it that it has the Yeti in it, the Abominable Snowman? Because yeah. last week we talked about Everest. Yeah, and how they decided to make that a big scary Yeti. I know, but this one is like so cute. He's like, abominable? Can you believe that? Do I look abominable to you? Why can't they call me the adorable snowman or the agreeable snowman for crying out loud? Yeah, it's cute. Um, I and think he, it's so cute. <laughs> and he has little lemon snow cones. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun movie. Um, I it's, enjoyed it. Did you tear up? Now, oh. um, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty susceptible to that kind of stuff. Pixar movies often make me tear up. I think I it was just early in the morning and I was drinking my coffee and like I got to the <laughs> point where I was like, oh, this is this is where I would be crying, but I'm not right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, me too. Me too. I was like so For cool sure. about it. You watched with your whole family, right? I did. We made it a movie night last night 
and we all watched together and everyone afterwards was like, wow, I'm glad we did that because it's a movie you know is good, yeah. but you new stuff is constantly coming out and it's not always the movie I go to. But I, you know, I didn't you say that it the movie made like a hundred billion dollars? No, did not make a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> hundred million. <laughs> like that would be the no. It made a uh, half a billion. Oh, half a billion dollars! Wow. Yeah, it made like uh, I think four hundred ninety-seven is what I saw. Um, so yeah, I mean that, and that's back in the early 2000s, 2001. Yeah, it was so, 2001, yeah. and it was Pixar's fourth movie. So even though everyone was already on the Pixar train, it wasn't it wasn't what it is now. Right. It was yeah. still like like Disney and Pixar were still like they were working together, but yeah, it was like Pixar made it and Disney distributed it, but it, they weren't like you know lockstep at that point. When did Disney buy? I just looked it up, and it looks like uh, Walt Disney actually acquired Pixar in 2006, um, the very same year that they made this ride. Yes! Very exciting. So <laughs> to get into the ride a little bit, I, I still want to discuss the movie, but as the ride is the movie, uh, <laughs> exactly. I think that we'll be able to do both together. Yeah, it's a very Little Mermaid ride, where it's just like you're just going through the movie, and that's it. It is a classic dark ride. In your little vehicle, um, these are taxi vehicles because we're going through Monstropolis. But to give a little history, because we, we did talk about California Adventure and how it was failing. Right. They expected it to be this huge success. They were so scared of the success that they were like, we have to put big things into Disneyland because everyone is just going to start going over there because it's going to be so cool. Yeah, that was the original idea behind putting uh, Tower of Terror over there. As a di- well, a drop ride would not be Tower of Terror. Yes, originally. If and then it, they were like, oh, no, it's not doing well. <laughs> Quick. If you haven't listened to the Tower of Terror episode yet, uh, go check that out. We talk about that a little bit. But we ended up, they brought it over to California Adventure because they're like, uh-oh, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> right. So originally in this dark ride spot was a ride called Superstar Limo. It's one of the weirdest rides uh, ever at Disney. Not Yeah, I would say it is considered one of the worst rides, not even just at Disney. Like one of the worst rides ever. It's, I watched, there's a, there's a, there's a video on YouTube where you can go on the ride. And uh, oh, yeah. it is, uh, well, we're going to do an episode on it later, so I don't want to get into it too much, but it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just weird. I think bizarre is the right word for it. It's just like this is there's Jay Leno. I don't think he's in it. There's Tim Allen. They're like it's just like celebrities and stuff. And it's, it's weird. We're we'll, we're definitely gonna do a very special episode on Superstar Limo. Yes, it was basically all the the celebrities that Disney already had contracts with that or makes ABC. Sense. <laughs> that makes sense because they they were like, oh, we have to scramble and do things on the cheap. But they scrapped that after a year. It was really poorly received, uh, mocked, judged, just all the bad. Yeah. So then they had this space and they had no idea what to do with it. And thus came to life Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. I mean, it took them a few years uh, because, I mean, they shut that down in 2002 and it wasn't until 2006 that they developed this ride. Yeah, but this ride also didn't have that much change either from Superstar Limo in terms of the mechanics. So it was sitting there just vacant, which Disney has those, you know, 
Uh, they have body wars at Epcot. They have these rides that are kind of sitting there untouched. But they just didn't want to keep it open for, I'm sure, a variety of reasons. But with this one, um, they were able to repurpose some of those characters and use them for the Mike and Solly to the rescue and reuse the vehicles because instead of being limos, we now have taxis. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> they they try to reuse as much as they could. And right. so this ride is not very expensive. One of my other favorite things about this ride is that the exterior is really cool. It's all of the doors, but it's kind of like the animation in the beginning of the movie, not the 3D animation you see throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, those doors are there because it used to be buildings that was Los Angeles. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> so again, yeah. they just kind of covered it up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think you know one of the things that we see with this ride, and I think that I will will say is something that you've seen with Monsters Inc. as a as an IP as a, as a property uh, for some time is I don't know that Disney really knows what to do with it. Like clearly, it was a hit, and they released a prequel, uh, Monsters University, and and even Monsters Inc. it feels like sets up for a sequel, but they never really capitalized on it and and you kind of feel that with this ride too like look it's fun yeah but it is definitely like in my experience it's one of those ones where it's like i need to kill 10 minutes oh monsters inc is less than five minutes to get on right now let's just jump on it exactly Um, or it's hot outside and that's air conditioned exactly yeah there's definitely I agree with you saying that they don't know what they're doing. Um, They have they have three different Monsters Inc. attractions. If that goes to show you, you know Disney. That's true. We've talked about other properties where they just recreate exactly what they've created in other places. They nail it once and then they just copy paste. That's it. Um, This one not the case. The so we have the the ride we're discussing today, Monsters Inc. uh, Mike and Sully to the rescue. In Florida, in Magic Kingdom, you have the Laugh Floor. And then in Tokyo, you have Monsters, Inc. Ride and Go Seek, which is a very popular ride. Hmm. I wonder if they would. Have they ever done, but they've had something that's been so successful in, like, Tokyo that they've then carbon copied that over to, like, Disney World? Uh, Yes, they have. So in 2005... Uh, Walt Disney World did the Happiest Homecoming, and they had at each four of the parks, they brought over a different attraction from the other Disney parks around the world. So that's why we had Soarin' at Epcot. Uh. Um, And then they did a show called Lights, Motors, Action. It was like this really cool driving stunt show at Hollywood Studios, which is now where all of the Star Wars is. They like uh, they like took down so much of Hollywood Studios to put that really? in, and then do the Toy Story Land. Yeah, um, well that sounds cool. I mean, so so there's still a chance out there that uh, Disney Land will get the cool one. We'll switch from it up. Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, if you watch a ride through of it, which I did for this one, because even though I'd love to do it, I'm not like mm-hmm. superstitious about it. <laughs> sure. Um, they like every all of the people riding it are like flashing flashlights at things. Huh. Oh, because it lo- it's a hide-and-go-seek kind of thing? Yeah, it looks so fun. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, this one is a very typical... <laughs> not I, that. There's only one actual audio animatronic in the whole ride. Is there? I thought there was... 
Oh, oh, is it the one that's the one at the very end, right? Yeah. Yeah. The rest okay. aren't audio. Yeah, you're seeing, like, you hear stuff, but it's not, it's the animatronic isn't the audio version of it. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. The only one is Roz at the very end of the ride as she makes fun of everyone who goes by. <laughs> well, we've done a lot of talking about things that aren't this ride. So, I so guess, we, we should get into just, it. Let's get into it. Let's start okay, with the queue. Okay. Well, the queue is, well, half of it's really cool. Half of it's outside and just poles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Colored parts... thematically similar to of what course. you might see. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Very of course. Cool. Very, cool. Uh, very cool colors. Ooh. <laughs> I, I like my scaffolding, but I'm not down with the exciting colors of metal. Um, <laughs> so you enter the queue, and it starts at the MTA, Monstropolis Transportation Authority. Uh, and it's themed as a bus station, which I actually didn't realize. I just thought it was like where taxis go. Yeah, I didn't realize it either, but I've only been on it once. So, Okay. Well, I've definitely been on this ride a lot because, again, it's a filler for me a lot of times. Sure. And so then, and there's all these like cute little posters. Um, there's posters of the Harry Hawson restaurant from the film. The like what I, you know, think is like a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Then there are big ads that are advertising some of the businesses there. There is Monster News, the winner of 13 Screamy Awards. That's a, uh... huh, Screamy Awards. That's fine. I don't know what they're trying to go for there. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out, you know? Like, it's like almost like Emmys, but not really. It's also I mean, before, like, the Streamy Awards. Yeah, right. Now if, that they'd YouTube... saw, if, they'd like, if they said, like, Screamies, I would have been like, oh, Emmys. I get it. Oh. <laughs> it's, like, right there. But I so, don't know. We were so close. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I think is really cute is there's these vending machines with snacks. And so it's got yeah. all of the monsters' faves, you know, sure. the drooler cooler. Mm-hmm. The primordial ooze, a bag o calories. Ooh, scary! I know. I just think it's funny. Like they're like, mm, let's just put some puns of yeah things in here, and then it does have the menu for Harry Hawson's restaurant, which I think these are really cute. So there's these are these ones are fun. Yes, these win you for th- ignore the last ones. This is these are good jokes. Yes, these. Yeah, I was gonna say this one wins the award. This one wins the screamy from me. <laughs> We have the swill and sour soup, terrible teriyaki, and assorted yakitori. Yeah, which like I will say those last two kind of copying off of each other. Like, you give me a give me a third one. Let's punch it up a little bit. But whatever, they just went with it. Oh, I have an end of show question for you, Will. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, there's also some recruitment posters for the CDA, which the CDA. I'm a little confused. So they're like, what are they? Because we're they're, they're the child detection agency. Yes, but then they're also somehow like the good guys who were doing investigation into Monsters Inc. Well, I think the idea was yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, right? So their child detection agency and this guy's plan, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Monsters Inc., is to kidnap as many kids as he needs. Oh, okay, um, okay. That then makes that would sense. be like you're continuing to bring kids in there. It feels like one of those things where it's like the big issue isn't him bringing kids in, it's like him torturing kids. But at the same time, you got, if you can only get Al Capone on tax evasion, that's what you get him on. Right. So <laughs> that, there you go. Okay. That makes. 
a little more sense because at yeah. the end, you know, they're kind of exposed as like it, like they kind of even, it felt like they knew that children weren't toxic. Yeah. Also, like, listen, I mean, we're going to have a lot of issues. I mean, it's a, it's silly to poke holes in a Pixar movie, but like, did they never make a kid laugh before and realize that it was like going to be super powerful? Like, you know, come on. I don't know. It's these are the things that like. This is what happens when Will and Kelly think a ride is just okay. <laughs> We're gonna critique the movie as well, even though I actually really loved this movie. Like, the I forgot how good. freaking good. good it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, how good these characters are! Oh my god. I just mean we keep getting distracted by all the interesting things to talk about. And I know. Not the ride, which is I pretty know. dull. I know. <laughs> so. we're, we're working through this, yeah, this yeah, we're queue, there. though. We're um, and, <laughs> uh, and then you have to make sure to check out the special guidelines for all monster passengers posted on the ticket booth, which includes rules like gooey slime drippers and oozers are required to clean seat after use as a courtesy to the next passenger. If you belch fire, you are not allowed to sit directly behind the driver. <laughs> All just common sense. Um, you know, as a monster, Will knows. Right, 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 right. Okay, now we're on the ride. We made it, guys. We're on the ride. And I, I tried to find history. Who were the Imagineers behind it? So if anybody knows, please let me know. But this is what we got. So now we're on the ride. Yeah, and like, look, this ride is just the movie without as much uh, wintry stuff. You do see a door that is like, oh, if you go to the other side of that door, you're in the Yeti's world, but that's Ooh, about yeah. it. yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, other than that, you're just going basically scene by scene, and you're seeing the different parts of the movie um, with with voiceover, not audio animatronics. Yes, but it is well done. Well, also, just so you know, because we're not done with our puns, uh, some of the taxis have cute license plates, like, peekaboo and monstro or five 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 thing gonna call that number see what happens nothing because it's a five 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 number (laughs) so you get on the ride a small tv monitor that is like very tiny that's in your row um starts like giving you this alert it's like oh we interrupt because there's an emergency broadcast stating there's a deadly human child on the loose i like that what they do here is they basically show you clips from the movie like it's like the news broadcast of the in the movie, and the guy's like, "He, the child, hit me with his mind powers," and the, and the guy, the monster, pops up. He's like, "I saw it." He's got a bunch of eyes, so it's kind of yeah. Funny. And then he's like, "He used his labor beans and shook me like a dog." There you go. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> oh, this is fun. I like this movie, and I get to watch this movie on this ride. Great. Great. But now we've entered the ride for real. Mike and Celia are about to go on their very fancy date night mm-hmm. to. Uh, Harry Hawson's, which uh, the name Harry Hawson is a tribute to Ray Harry Hawson, who was a pioneer in the field of stop motion animation and special effects. Yeah. So like that's one of the, the, the fun tidbits. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And obviously it's the same name in the movie. Yeah. So they really wanted to make sure to honor him. And then once you enter the restaurant, it gives you the smell. It pumps in the smell of ginger. And because they're in like a sushi restaurant. So you're getting... You're getting that that smell of ginger. So uh, once you're in Harry Hawses, it is complete chaos. It's a complete disaster, and you have a very angry Celia. And that's also, you know, she has her hair with her five snakes. Did you know that they each have a name? They are Amelia, Ophelia, Octelia, Bobelia, and Madge. 
<laughs> and mad. Yeah. I love it. I thought it was funny because I think this is one of, this is a great scene in the movie. I have, a, I have my favorite scene in the movie, but this is a very good one. And it's the first time you see Boo. No, because you see her when she like follows him out. But when the like the rest of the people, it's the first time when the rest of the world sees Boo. Yes, and she's just like running around like meh. No, you see her kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, you know, back to the movie real quick. I kind of liked how they handled Celia right in this movie because it's very easy and it's very commonly a trope where it's like, and the girlfriend just doesn't get it and she thinks things should be about her and even if. You know, the boyfriend explains it. She's like, yeah, but I'm more important. But this one, it was like, she is like, what's going on? He's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And then he finally does. And she's like, basically, like you should have told me. I'm on board. Let's screw Randall up. I'm like, we can do this together. Communication yeah, she's is like, key. <laughs> she's yeah. like, Mike Wazowski, you expect me to believe that? And then Boo pops out and goes, Mike Wazowski. And then <laughs> she's like, <gasps> and then, she and then she's like, on board. She's like, yeah. let's do this. Yes. And then she calls out Randall for being the, uh, yeah. he won the, most scares of all time and he's like no i didn't <laughs> hey who needs to watch the movie when you have me a will <laughs> right right next we're gonna see the cda um is out in full force they're after mike and sully and boo and you get to see them scared one of the things i do like about this ride is that throughout it there's just gonna be tiny little details that they've added to make sure you feel like you're in this monstropolis world so those mm-hmm. are fun things to look out for Something like um, before you go into the locker room, there is a memo uh, with a posting that says the top 10 ways to get fired. Right. And of course, number one is paperwork. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> that, I mean, that that is definitely like one of the benefits to this is, you know, for as much grief as we're giving it is not like being a, a wild, spectacular ride. It is letting you live in that world and letting you see see like... It's basically like if you were in that movie and you could look around. That's yeah. what this ride is, right? You can see the specifics, the smaller details. Um, you can see what the candy bars, the vending machines are are named. And and for anyone that's a fan of this movie, I would say, you know, this ride, you should definitely ride it. Oh, yeah. And even in watching the movie last night again, looking at how much detail went into the movie, the little things that like, well, what would monsters do in this situation if they have these eyes or just crazy amounts of detail and i felt like they did do you know a pretty good job of that here and it's fun because the ride even though it is a classic dark ride it does kind of whip you a little bit not not in a way that it's still totally safe for all ages yeah but there's a little more fun movement in it than just like yeah it's more than like a peter pan or uh or omni mover kind of ride it has a little bit of that to it yeah it has a little more uh it switches it up a little more. A little more gumption. Yeah. A little more oomph. <laughs> a little. Not that much more. <laughs> um, so then, uh, so now Mike and Sully are over in the locker room with Boo. And Mike's totally freaking out because Sully's just like, here's a kid. And he's like, what are you crazy? What are you doing? Um, and Disney wants us to note that there is a soup bowl sized contact lens yeah because mike only has one eye it's a big eye but he needs a prescription for it so that that contact lens is in the uh, locker room if you look got those deets got those details 
then you know now we're alluding that uh randall and some fellow monsters are also on the search for boo's door because they want to return her to the door and it you know things are getting more chaotic and then you enter i think the coolest room of the ride and the coolest scene of the movie the door room with thousands and thousands of doors as they appear they're rotating up and down and left and right and it, it looks like there's just um, thousands of doors around you yeah if you're unfamiliar with this movie it's basically there's doors and there are closet doors to kids rooms and they the doors are like in a factory setting and they like bring out different ones at different times for monsters to visit different uh, kids. And so, yeah, you're in this room and you're seeing all these doors sorting through and moving around. And it definitely is like the big set piece of the movie and therefore kind of the set piece of this ride. Um, And it's pretty cool. You know, I think uh, that's one thing that they do particularly well. Yeah, it's really cool. Then that room actually has 236 individual doors. Wow. Yeah. They do a good job with, you know, tricks with mirrors and stuff too. Yeah. But it looks... I mean, 236, that's a lot. Yeah, I feel like that'd be pretty prime time to insert a lot of little fun facts. And like, um, if I'm an Imagineer working on that ride, I'm like, this door was modeled after the door in my house. Oh, Um, yeah. But if if any of that's out there, we haven't seen it. So let us know. Yes, that would be really cool. Look at you. I got good ideas. I know, you're ready to be an Imagineer. There is actually in that, there is a little friendly monster with a frozen treat. So they do nod to the Yeti. Yeah. With the I door. I they didn't have the Yeti in there. I mean, I guess he was never he was never in Monstropolis. He was he's in he's in the real world, right? But I think he got banned. That's why he's From, there. Yeah, but he's like he's in the real world though. So yes. he must have gotten kicked out the same way that Sully did and just didn't go back. Yeah, he's enjoying his his living out there. And then he does he brings up like his friend Bigfoot and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is fun. They they did a good job of bringing those kind of monsters. Like, oh yeah, look, they're they're totally chill. Yeah. Once we so once we get out of there, we have Boo herself who takes down Randall, and as she is, you know, hitting him, he's changing colors. Yeah, it's one of the parts in the movie where I was like, I bet there's some Easter eggs in these colors, and I didn't really catch any of them. I didn't go through with like a slow motion, but there might be in the ride teaser for later. Heck yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, now we're at the end. We see um, her at the door and Solly has to say his final goodbye, which is just gut-wrenching. Oh my God, it's so sad. Yeah, that's definitely the part where I was like, I should be crying here, but I guess I don't have a soul right now. Oh no, my soul is weeping. I was so upset. And then we're at the final part of the ride. Everything is good. And we see Roz who takes this time to make fun of people or ask questions uh, to the riders. Yeah, this is a part that I don't know how they do it. So can you tell me? Like, so basically they have like this big audio animatronic, Roz, and she like kind of comments on the people in the taxi. And like, if you're in there, you're like, I don't know. It's vague enough that like, I'm like, I don't know if this is actually about me. Is there someone inside that? Is it just programmed? I am confused. So Um, so tell me. I think supposedly there are some uh, phrases that she might have, but it's controlled by a cast member in the back. Gotcha. Okay. Who is trying to say things to kind of pick on you, which makes me wonder if Toy Story Mania, if Mr. Potato Head kind of has something similar going on. Yeah. Well, I always think that that's kind of fun when you don't know for sure. You're like, is this... Because it's not like, hey, you with the red hair, your face looks dumb. Although that would be pretty mean. Um <laughs> 
but it's it's never specific enough to be like i like your sparkly shirt um it's just like you i think the the specific quote is like uh, nice ears what lovely ears you have um and that might be referencing to somebody wearing like disney ears and that could be like well is it talking about my disney ears or or is that just a thing it says to everybody right and i think that that, that kind of mystery makes it a little fun it is it's really fun that's the whole ride we did it guys we did it i yeah. look we we're we're being jokesters, that's for sure. But I, it is a really, it's a cute ride. It's fun. It's a great way to break up your day. There you is, have kids and they've seen the movie. Definitely take them on it. Oh, yeah. It's a great kids ride. The voice actors, Billy Crystal and John Goodman, did reprise their role for this attraction. So, yeah. You know, still coming through, which is great. Again, not all the actors surprising. do that. Yeah, I, ag- I, think, I agree. I was actually pretty surprised. I think there's definitely a line, right? Like, I feel like in today's day and age, more often than not, if you're signing up for a movie, you probably are having a contract. And it's a Disney movie. You're probably having a contract that says you also have to appear in these specific rides. Or, like, we also get, like, three um, pieces of work for the ride, the amusement parks or whatever. But, like, I feel like back then and also john goodman and billy crystal yeah these they are... can probably say we don't want to do that oh yeah i mean uh, billy crystal is a disney legend yeah that's actually his title so oh, okay that, that's not me like claiming that like he is considered a disney legend cool. i'm you know good on him for saying no i'm gonna do the voice because obviously there are a lot of people who impersonate him i actually the laugh floor it's not him that's that's interesting that is interesting yeah that's 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 funny i wonder why me too. One of the other interesting facts about the the voices on the ride is that the director of Monsters Inc., Peter Doctor, he voices he voices one of the CDA agents that you can hear on the attraction. Oh, uh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I feel like if I was the director of a movie like that, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? That seems fun. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the CDA agents also. They are, you know, they have the big yellow hazmat suits. So they were able to repurpose a lot of the animatronics used for the Superstar Limo into different CDA characters. Oh, that makes a ton of sense because they're all covered. Yes. And so. Oh, man, I want to know which one Tim Allen is. Well, you're going to have to wait till we do Superstar Limo. Come on, give us one. Okay, okay, I'll give you one. So back with Superstar Limo, again, they worked with whatever celebrities they could. So they have a Drew Carey who yeah. is selling maps, you know, like of Hollywood. The star, the star tour maps, like where you can see, uh, like, go see the star's houses. I think yes, that's exactly. Specific map, yeah. And so he um, has four of those in his hand. So when you're going and he kind of has his left leg up in a vine, you'll see... <laughs> the cda monster guy and he's holding four little tickety looking things but he has his leg up and that is and the same drew one Drew carry yeah that's drew carry fun isn't that cool that is cool did they the, get drew carry to voice it oh yeah you know it <laughs> <laughs> this that's one of my uh now favorite things to do outside of hidden mickeys is look for all of for the superstar repurposed limo. animatronics yes that, i mean that seems more fun to me than hidden mickeys all the hidden mickeys do seem fun but I think if I could really point out the, the, the like, oh, and that one was the old John Adams, then uh, I think that'd be fun. But uh, speaking of hidden Mickeys. There's a good did, amount in this ride. Surprisingly so. 
Well, you know, they had some time to work on it. <laughs> Five years to get the Hidden Mickeys together. And... I, I really want to know when they decided to make this Monsters, Inc. Me too. I, and I wonder, it's also interesting that since they the, the acquisition happened in 2006 and this ride came out in 2006, were they planning that as part of the acquisition? Were they waiting until that went through? Like, what was the... Uh, I'm not sure. I wonder sure. if there was any connection on the thought process there, too. Or as soon as they got it, they're like, all right, it's going in. Like, we got to yeah, right? take something Pixar. So, so Hidden Mickeys. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of them in the beginning all have to do with the taxi. The headlight is an upside-down classic Hidden Mickey. So within the queue... I say to look for those. That will yeah. be my little clue without giving you the exact hint of what to look for. The the taxi headlights, yeah. And I, and I think you were saying it's in a couple of places. So. It is. Yeah. Keep your eyes open for that. Keep Enough. your eye open for that. Ah, ha, 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 ha. That was a real laugh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's fine. I'm going to edit in one of your real laughs. And oh, no. No. <laughs> Everyone's going to think you laugh at dumb jokes. <laughs> well, which is true. Okay, I'm about to say that actually is true. Uh, okay, so a, a, so a cool hit of Mickey is to the left of your ride vehicle, a side profile shadow of Mickey moves left to right along the windows of the wall in the in Harry Hawson's restaurant. Yeah, so that one's pretty cool. Like, it kind of like moves a back. One. Yeah, yeah, so got to yeah. look for that one. Another one is to watch for Boo on top of Randall's back as she is hitting him on his head with a bat. It, and his camouflage is changing. At one point, his body turns lime green, sometimes yellow, or blue, sometimes purple. And a classic Mickey spot on his belly above his lower leg will appear. Yeah, and I think that's neat. That's what I was looking for in the movie. Um, I'm sure so, there's some. Probably. So I, uh, I'm i glad that they put it put that in the right. I think that's cool. It has the Toy Story clouds. I know that for a fact. Oh, okay. But, you know, there wasn't as much going on something that is kind of cool in the movie is at the end uh you see all these toys that boo has and there's you know like a woody and i think a jesse and then there's a nemo but nemo didn't come out till i think 2003 oh that's cool yeah because yeah. it definitely wasn't yeah it was a teaser and then they also had like the toy story ball yes um, and the I toy story ball yeah yeah the kind of now classic pixar ball another fun one is sully appears several times during the ride and a dark classic Mickey mark is on Sully's left upper thigh on the last time that he appears, which is by the pink door. Yeah, I feel like those two, the last two, the Randall and the Sully ones are ones that I'm like, I would definitely look for those. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to look for things, but like since my eyes are going to be drawn typically towards the characters, yeah. those two are ones I'm like, I can definitely invest in when I'm getting there. Like, oh yeah, I got I to gotta watch for this one. See if I can find it. And these are some hidden Mickeys that I love when they're right in front of you. Obvious, you're looking at the character, but yeah. they're they're still hidden in there. And those mm-hmm. are definitely the ones that I feel like the Imagineers put like the thought and like, oh well, we can throw this in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they had some fun with this one. I think they were obviously, you know, confined to some constraints with this ride and the fact that the path was already figured out. The they couldn't do a ton um, in they couldn't do a ton to expand on the story. Uh, but they were able to have some fun with it, make some really cool set pieces and include a couple like Easter eggs for people that are fans of the property. So um, given the constraints, I think they did a pretty good job with it. Right. Oh, one more thing that this ride really made me think about and in watching the movie is, you know, Disney has so many good films, so many that become classics instantly. 
and with Pixar, the worlds that they build are just so colorful and beautiful. And all of these characters are always going on journeys. So why do you think that they pick certain movies to make into rides? Yeah, I would love to know the decision-making process that goes into that kind of stuff. Because part of me thinks it's, I mean, honestly, maybe the cynic side of me and the larger part of me thinks it's entirely a numbers-based thing. We're like, oh, well, we have this ride in this area that appeals to these types of people, so we need something else that goes in there. What's the next highest-performing Pixar movie? Let's put that in there. Um, but you're right. They all these I, Pixar... Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. That's fine. Push back. <laughs> I mean, certainly they have some that are, but like, like cars. I mean, cars actually did do really well money wise, but they built an entire land of it. They did, they did, and it's an amazing land. And I don't know—is it because they knew visually what they could do with it, what kind of rides could go in there? You know, I. I'm sure it's a balance, and I think you're. I think you're probably right. There is there is some creativity to it in deciding what they want to do, what they feel passionate about. Because, you know, cars. You're right. It, it, like if I think about it now, that land is breathtaking. I'm a huge fan of it. It's one of my favorite spots to be in. In the in one of the first places I think about when I think about the parks. Um, and at the same time, I've seen Cars one maybe question mark. I haven't <laughs> seen two, and I haven't seen three. And it doesn't feel like it's a particularly relevant film right now. Um, or at least relevant property right now, because I don't think it's like outside of like young toddler children, right? Yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really know what goes into those that decision making process, but it would be fascinating to find out. I agree. I just thought about it a lot with Monsters Inc. because though it is a, it did well. It's not like, you know, I like I get why they did Frozen. You know, like that makes sense yeah, to me. That's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe it's what they think, what they determine the future of that property is going to be too, right? So if they had figured out what to do with Monsters, Inc. and really were going to like say, we know we can get three more films out of this, maybe Cars Land would be Monsters, Inc. Land. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Just pontificating. Yeah. just It was just a question I had to ask. Well, thank you for asking. I think it's a good question. Now, I have questions for you, our normal ones, to round it out. Where does Monsters, Inc. fit in your day? Totally randomly in the middle. Yeah. I usually go to California Adventure first. And again, this ride is only at California Adventure in Disneyland. So it is at no other parks. Um, It's usually when it's short. There have been times where I've been with people who like really wanted to ride it. So we waited in line for like 20, 30 minutes. Wow. I've only ridden it once, and it was entirely because it was like, oh, it was like five minutes. Just walk right on. I didn't really know what the line would typically be like. It can definitely get backed up a little bit, but it's usually under 15 minutes for sure. Gotcha. So uh, is this an every time you go kind of ride? No. Yeah. But you can it, leave and not feel like there's a, something missing from you. Yes. Uh, it's. I definitely don't feel like I'm missing something, but it ends up being more often than not just because, again, of wait time. <laughs> Right, right. That makes sense. Um, okay, so you're on your way out of the park, and there's a 10-minute wait for Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Do you wait in that 10 minutes and delay your trip home? This is a first time for me, I think, in answering this question. No. Yeah, I was going to say, if you said yes to this, I would just retire the question, because your answer is always going to be yes. <laughs> 
No, I wouldn't. Um, I'd go shopping instead. Oopsies. <laughs> I was going to say, too, like, if I were with you and you're like, oh, it's only a 10 minute wait. We got to go on Monsters, Inc. Instead of going home, I'd be like, cool. Uh, I'm going to go home. I'll see you later. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, Bye. Yeah, yeah. I think this one will be interesting. I don't have an answer for it this time, although usually I come up with a great one uh, in, on the fly. What would you change about this ride? One, I would probably want to change it to this Tokyo ride and go seek that seems like everybody sure, loves. Sure. Um, or just make a subtle change. Maybe make some of the animatronics audio animatronics just up kind of how they've upped a lot of the ones in fantasy land yeah. just give this one a little more life so mine's a little similar to that one and mine shouldn't be done because i think this is a very age-appropriate ride for parents to take their kids on however if i'm changing this to make it more interesting for me i'm actually going to take some inspiration from our friends at universal studios what? and make make randall uh like a scary scary villain in this ride and he's like your car like at one point he like jumps on your car and you don't know because he's cloaked and then he shows up and it's like the alien from alien it seems fun it's a monster it's a monster ride and i want to be scared whoa way too far get out of here like i said shouldn't be done (laughs) should not be done one of my bad one of my rare misses randall is like such as just he's gross like what a gross character but I'm just thinking, like, with an invisible villain, you could do a lot of fun stuff on the ride and make it seem like he's there. You could um, do subtle ones that'd be fun. Maybe the vehicle moves a little bit at one point as they're yeah. chasing him, you know, through the door scene. Yeah. He goes, you. it's like he went under you. I could see them doing, like, a very, very baby version of that. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that's not a... cloaked and now he's the alien. Yeah. <laughs> I think we met in the middle there and got a good idea. Yes, I agree. Ooh. Okay. Before we finish, Will, I have to tell you a story. Tell, lay, lay it on me. I had something really exciting happen this week thanks to one of our listeners who is super freaking awesome and wonderful. And it's appropriate, actually, because this is called Monsters, Inc. Uh, Mike and Solly to the Rescue. And this is a guy named Mike to the Rescue. Of oh, cool. Me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I don't know this story. So he doesn't. I'm yeah, I yeah. told him before we started, I said, I really want to tell you something before the end of the podcast, but I don't want to tell you what it is before we record. So, well, you know, I'm obsessed with ears. Yes. I'm, I love Mickey ears the so Mickey much. Mickey and Minnie ears, to be specific, not yes. just ears in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the headband or hat ears that you wear at Disney, not people, human ears or monster ears. Um, and so they are releasing these Minnie Mouse attraction every month is a new attraction with a new set of like ears, backpacks, uh, a mug, pins, and a little doll. And I have tried to get the ears for every single one. I've been doing okay. I've gotten most of them, which is exciting. I signed up for the lottery for this month, which was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And I didn't get it. And I was super bummed. I... I did. I guess I was going to have to buy them again off resale. And then one of our listeners messaged us on Twitter and was like, hey, I got through and my girlfriend doesn't want them. Oh. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. That's so cool. I know. So thank you so much, Mike. You absolutely made my week. I cannot wait to wear them. I am one of the people who I'm not displaying them. I am wearing my ears. 
Well, I have a question. Yes. Uh, what makes you think that those ears were for you? What do you mean? I'm on this podcast too. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a timeshare on those ears. Okay. Um, and uh, Oh, but that's okay because that means you're going to Disney. Going and you also have like a ton of extra ears. So uh, it's not like I'm taking anything from you. Never mind. I don't want them. <laughs> I do have a lot of ears, but I love them. And I... That's I, so cool. Thank you, Mike. Yes, thank you so much. That that really did make my day. So I just wanted to share that. Um, I hope that this podcast makes y'all's day. Yeah. I hope y'all had fun. Uh, thank you again for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review. Wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to reach out to us, whether you have extra ears or just want to say hi. On social media, we are... Slice of Disney on Instagram and Facebook. On Twitter, it's slice underscore of underscore Disney. And you can also email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you uh, have any friends that are into Disney, share the podcast with them. I think think we're, we're, we're having fun doing it, and I hope that you guys are having fun listening. So the more, the merrier. Yes, and if you have anything you want us to talk about, rides, experiences, anything at all, Let us know. Okay, thank you for listening to Slice of Disney. Okay, bye.